Welcome to 7 Minutes in NYC, your seven-day-a-week NYC capsule cast where the coolest New Yorkers give you the real deal about the city that never sleeps in less time than it takes to butter your bagel. Hosted by Alex Mito of Superfine Art Fair. So you released an episode on your podcast recently about New York's forbidden places. And I don't Mm -hmm. want to spoil it too much, but everyone should go to the Bowery Boys podcast and listen to it next. Um, So do you think that these places you talked about, they're islands, do you think that yeah. they will open up ever after the quarantines and disasters, or do you think we're all going to stay far away from them? Well, that's an interesting thing. We're actually kind of going through an island craze right now in New York. Like back in the 19th century, islands were used – like you put all the unpleasant things. Potter's Islands. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. There's like the Potter's Fields. You put like the quarantine hospitals. You put the correctional facilities. You know, like for instance, like Rikers. But you know, in recent decades, with the sort of changes of the city and there, the need for more recreational kind of fun things to do and places to play sports and places to just like go outside, islands have really been reinvented. And there's some of the best places you can go in New York, from like Governor's Island to like yep. Roosevelt Island, to even to Little Island, which is this new little thing that just has sort of built this, has yep. been <laughs> opened this summer, which is really cool. Um, what's interesting about the two islands in the show, North and South Brother Islands, is today they're bird sanctuaries. And I kind of think that like places like this also have a value to New York because it preserves the like original natural state of New York on these places. And granted they were used for other things in the past. And it is possible that there may be a little bit more opening up to, to people maybe visiting them just for tourists, tourism sakes. It's possible, but I think that some of these places will remain like a kind of like rooted to nature. You know, I, I think, I think no. that's valuable when we, as we sort of look at climate change, we look at sort of the ecology and why it's important to the city, like that these places hopefully will kind of remain preserved as sort of untouched places or, or places that are returning to nature. Yeah. I actually really like that idea. I mean, in a lot of, um, a lot of European cities are built with a green belt around it and it's been, it's been done that way for many years. And I think the idea of like preserving some type of green belt around a big city rather than just continually expanding outwards and putting tourism and everywhere, like, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. And I think it's actually really neat to have a couple of these more forbidden places. Um, I do want to underscore some of the islands you mentioned there. So I actually yeah. went to Little Island for the first time uh, about yes. a, week, a week ago. It's definitely worth it. And, and before uh, before noon, you don't have to make a reservation. It's a little quieter going a weekday. Mm-hmm. It's worth it to see. The views are great. Um, Roosevelt Island. I used to work on the Upper East Side, and sometimes I would take the tram uh, to Roosevelt after. And a lot of people have never done that. And that's really cool, and you should do it. It is. I have to say, yeah. it is one of my top five favorite places yeah. of all time because it does have kind of amazing history. Mm-hmm. You get to take a tram. Right. It also like you can kind of walk it in like an afternoon. Yeah. And today it's even more like I think it's even more interesting than it has been because they have like there's the Cornells now out there. Yeah. They have this FDR memorial on the south side, which is really incredible. There's so much to really do, yeah. and the best part is the views are insane. Incredible. Like I mentioned uh, David Copperfield's mansion on the roof yes. of, a, of an apartment <laughs> building. You can see that from the tram. So if you take that, you can see it. Oh my yeah. God. That's I, hilarious. It, yeah. I also wanted to mention um, that there's a new hotel on Roosevelt Island now that's affiliated with Cornell. It's called The Graduate. And I have not yet oh, been yeah. there, but I've seen some really cool pictures of it. And I've stayed at their other graduate in Richmond, Virginia. 
Um, it's a mm-hmm. cool hotel and it, it would be worth it. I imagine they have like a cocktail bar or something. It'd be worth it to go out there and stroll the island, have a coffee or a cocktail and see this new hotel and, you know, make a day of it. So I think, it's- yeah, like get a cocktail and then go to the ruins of the 19th century smallpox hospital. It. That's like a, a few steps away. I mean, it's crazy. That's a perfect, it's like, perfect. It's all, like, it's all like right next to each other. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very special place. I love it. Guys go to Roosevelt Island for mm-hmm. sure. And we're going to be right back to hear about the craziest place Greg has been in New York City. But first, a quick message from our sponsors. Superfine Art Fair is the top art fair for connecting directly to the most exciting emerging artists in the world. And what's better, we're coming back to New York this fall with three consecutive in-person fairs from September 23rd to October 3rd. Learn more about how to apply as an artist at www.superfine.world. Limited quantity all-access passes go on sale on August 1st, so stay tuned to Superfine Art Fair on Instagram to get yours. And we are back. So, Greg, I'm sure you visited some really unique places in New York City. Can you give us an example of one that really takes the cake for you? Well, I'm actually going to give you two because I couldn't decide. I had a list of like 22. But I'm going to go fast. Um, The first one is the Staten Island Boat Graveyard. Now, on the western shore, it's kind of hard to get to, which is like the best part of these places. Um, The western shore of Staten Island, there is um, basically out in the water, a place where all ships and old boats go to die. They're all rotting in the water, and it opened in the 1930s. And to this day, it's literally like dozens of boats from various eras that are kind of like slowly, like... So slowly deteriorating and it's like this very haunted very beautiful place and you can really i think actually the best way to get there is on kayaks i think there's some kayak tours that kind of go through it but the most interesting way to view it is you have to walk through an old cemetery called the blazing star cemetery which is an old family private cemetery that you can go to go through the trees there's a marsh, and then from there you can see this incredible, like old graveyard. It's perfect for like photographs. I mean, if you just like like haunted things, it's perfect. And then my second recommendation is kind of the opposite of that. Um, literally in the city, because it's in the Bronx, and it's a place called City Island, back to islands. But Love this it. one is even this is even stranger than these other islands because it's a very it's a little bit like Mayberry meets Cabot Cove right? It's a closed community. It's very difficult to get to. It just has a bridge connecting it. And it's a kind of old, small town. It doesn't, you don't have any idea that you're in New York City when you're down here. And yet it has a chill, very calm vibe, a lot of history as well. And then at the very Southern end are all these cool little like seafood places, frozen drink places. So, um, I, you know, I try to go once a year. I, am, I live so far away from yep. City Island. I'm like down here in, in Brooklyn. But I try to go at least once a year because it is a really relaxing place. And it shows you the kind of like diverse city that New York City is, that it's not all tall buildings and it's not all just row houses that, um, you know, New York can embody and can mean so many different things. And so for the people of City Island, it's like, oh, we live in, you know, Cabot Cove. They may have like a Jessica Fletcher type person who solves mysteries there. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's very possible. And it really feels like a little New England town in the middle of New York City. And, And it's an amazing place to go on a summer night and have like crab legs and like lobster yes. and like all this like seafood and they put a bib on you and you sit on a pier and eat seafood. It's really cool. Um, 
Also a great movie with Andy Garcia called City oh, Island. Right. Yes. It's I was phenomenal. Yeah, it's very like, <laughs> under it's a little underrated. I feel like it didn't really get as much play because people don't really know what City Island is. Um it features the tram, the Roosevelt Island tram is in it. Um, and you should see it. And it's a great way to see another side of New York. And also you should visit the island in real life too. Um, yeah. Cool. Since we're already probably looking at two episodes here, I just want to share uh, one of mine as well with you. Maybe you're interested to hear it. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So on Avenue A, I used to live between seventh and B, uh, between A and B on 7th in the East Village. And okay. just below 7th on Avenue A, there was a, a greengrocer. Like it was a Korean-owned, like really nice I loved it. And it was like um, not a bodega and not a grocery store. It was like medium size, but he had everything and food was fresh. It was great. And I got friendly with the um, the proprietor. I'd you know, stop in after the bar, had a couple of drinks and I'd talk to him. And one day he's like, you want to see something? I was like, sure. Takes me back to this room, opens a, just a nondescript door, opens the door. We go in and it's his stock room. There's like potato chips and stuff. He flips on the lights and we are in a massive Gilded Age movie theater with uh -huh. gold trim and movie theater seats and just like, I mean, in a movie theater. I'm just like mind-blowing. It was absolutely insane. And first – Yeah, that's amazing. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, no worries. I mean it was just it was just such an incredible experience. And unfortunately, it was knocked down and it's now a condo and a Blink Fitness. But it was yeah. like this amazing place. But it was – you would never know from the outside because it was a brick building with a greengrocer on the ground floor. You had no idea it's a Gilded Age movie theater. So, first of all, like I knew the moment you started describing it exactly where you were talking about because, like, that was my when I moved to New York in the '90s. Like, that was my area. Yep. Like, I went to the Wonder Bar around the corner. I ate a Benny's burritos. Like, I went to that area um, every single weekend. And it's sort of like it was like that area, the, that era of the East Village really defined me. But then number two, did you know that that is not the only old movie theater in the East Village Lower East Side? In fact, there are a couple that are still standing, but are still kind of bored right. that are boarded up and are not, you know, open to the public, including one. At that corner I told you about at Essex and Canal. Yeah, at the, yeah I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I do know I do know that one. The, the guy I mentioned, uh, Ski, that I had on the mm -hmm. podcast, the street artist, him and his uh, art partner, Mike, or 2SA, uh, they did an intervention in there that was filmed by Animal New York, like way back when Animal existed. Um, yeah. And they did this huge, which I think I can talk about. I mean, I don't know if it was like legal, but it was published, so whatever. Um <laughs> So they did a really cool intervention inside of that theater. And I don't think they like wrote on the old stuff. I think they did something else, but it was really cool. Um, if I had Jeff Bezos money, um, I would buy yep. that building. Um, I would, I'm not sure I would renovate it all the way, but what I would do is, you know, New York has like actually a really rich film history. Like the center of the film industry was actually in New York for like two decades when it first started like from like 1900 to 1925 or whatever, before everything went out to Hollywood. And so I would, I would start a museum to that era of film history, use that theater, but then kind of use, keep part of it kind of ruined. Cause I, again, there's something fascinating about seeing history, but kind of seeing also like, you know, how those places look today. For sure. Cause I think it gives you a sense of age. Yep. And I think there's just something about looking at 
old things that many people find uh, very romantic and, and, and maybe melancholy. So I, that's what I would do with it. But it is cool that that's still there. Yeah. I would and there's agree. also one on yeah, and there's also one up on um, Delancey. There's a Burger King on Delancey right before you go on to yep. the Williamsburg Bridge. Mm-hmm. It's actually was the lobby of another huge movie house, wow. a movie palace, really. That was there. That like, and back then they weren't just movie palaces; they were also vaudeville stages because they mixed it all up. So um that's just amazing that those things are still here they're a hundred years old and not only are they like kind of not demolished thank god but they're just not even like they're just these secret spaces i love it i love the idea of secret spaces so i think we need to call up jeff Jeff bezos and get some of the jeff bezos money and then let's buy those theaters because i think that's it's literally like pocket change for him come on he could just throw us a, a few million dollars so please if we have any billionaires listening out there, you know our plan. So just send us a message and let's do it. Yes. Email us. Greg, it has been wonderful having you with us today. We have to wrap up. We're on our two episodes now. Uh, guys, this has been seven minutes in New York City. You can keep up with Greg on Twitter at Gregoire NYC. You can also check out the Bowery Boys podcast on his website, BoweryBoysHistory.com. Greg, once again, Pleasure having you with us today. Let's do it. Let's buy that movie theater. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll call my I'll, I'll call my lawyer right now and get it started. Um, yeah, it was great. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Everybody else, have an awesome rest of your day. Enjoy the city that never sleeps. We've also enjoyed being here with you today. Listen in every day, seven days a week, for more of our conversations with the movers, shakers, and culture makers of the city that never sleeps. Follow us on Instagram at 7 Minutes in NYC and be sure to post or story anytime you're listening. You can find us online at 7minutesin.nyc or 7minutesinnyc.com. We highly encourage you to get on our mailing list for all kinds of fun New York offers. We also send out the weekly schedule of guests every Sunday, so that can help as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your preferred listening platform. That helps other listeners just like you find 7 Minutes in NYC and enjoy our guests' amazing stories. Until next time, New Yorkers and Globetrotters, get out there and make today count.